it's David, and this is In the Growth Space podcast. You know, I'm really grateful that you've decided to join me here today. If this is your first time listening into the podcast, welcome. Uh, this is a great episode to, to join. Um, this is actually the last episode of season two as we get ready to really go into our summer hiatus and a little bit of retooling for the next season. Uh, but don't despair, we have over 125 episodes. I think we have like 128 episodes, if I'm not mistaken, um, from, from the past two seasons. And I would encourage you to go back and, and listen to some of those episodes. We have some great conversations. We've had uh, conversations with with leaders uh, like Joel Manby, who is uh, the former CEO of SeaWorld. He was also on uh, Undercover Boss. Uh, what an amazing conversation. What an amazing approach to leadership, uh, an amazing approach to, to culture and developing uh, culture as well. Uh, we, we also had uh, Greg Krim. Greg Krim went from ministry to real estate mogul. Um, such a great conversation with him, and I think that was episode 77 in season one. Um, so go check that one out. That's a, that's a great one to listen to. We also had uh, a conversation with my son, Evan. Uh, that was uh, episode 52, 52. Uh, and we talked about improvisation as, as a leader. Um, and honestly, that was a great conversation because I think that every leader needs to learn how to improvise. And there's some great uh, great things in that conversation. Uh, we also had a husband and wife team, uh, Katie and Stefan Hyatt. Uh, they are running two uh, businesses, kind of side by side, um, multi-million dollar businesses, uh, but, but such a great journey of growth that they've both had. And what's interesting about that particular story is that um, you oftentimes hear of the the end result of of an organization the great things that an organization has done and they shared the the, the beginnings and and their humble beginnings and and how they navigated sometimes the winding road of of the entrepreneurial journey so I just want to encourage you to go back and and check out um, some of those episodes. By the way, uh, Katie and Stefan Hyatt's uh, episode was here in season two, but it was episode five. So go check that one out as well. Now, of course, that leads us to today's episode and our topic today. And it's really one that I've been thinking about for a while. And in a lot of ways, it represents really everything that I'm about as a, as a leader and as an executive coach. And the topic today is the heliotropic effect. So you're probably sitting there thinking the, the helio what? <laughs> uh, it's the heliotropic effect. So have you ever noticed that when you put a plant in front of a window, I'm, I'm, I'm motioning, if you're watching on YouTube, um, I'm, I'm motioning to my plant over here. I wish I could I show it to you. But I have this plant in my office. Actually, I have two plants. There's another one to my right as well. And the plant to my left is really a lot more noticeable. But the leaves on the back side of it are pointing towards the window where the light is. So it begins growing towards the light when it sees the light and is going towards that. And so that's the heliotropic effect. It, it, it and, and it's it's the same thing as that like if you've ever noticed, and this is really noticeable if you've ever seen like a field of, of sunflowers or even just a few sunflowers, they the heads actually turn towards the sun 
and they grow towards the sun. That's the heliotropic effect. That's that's if you want to say it in your mind, it's 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 a visualization in your mind of what the heliotropic effect is. Essentially, it's the tendency for all living things, all living systems, to grow towards the positive energy, the 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 life sustaining energy, and it's a go and it, it moves away from. Um, energy that's depleting. So if I were to put like salt in the bottom of the pot here, it would move away from that. And so um, we grow in environments that are uplifting and supportive of life. And so what does this mean in, in the business world? I mean, how do we really apply this and, and, and grow our companies and, and grow our leadership? What, what application does it have to my team and, and maybe my own personal leadership? Well, I, I guess let me start by saying that when we foster a, an environment that encourages growth and development, the, the organization is going to benefit from that. And, and it, it benefits from the heliotropic effect um, because um, individuals are naturally drawn to that kind of environment. They're naturally drawn towards opportunities where they have the ability to use their gifts, their talents, and also opportunities for personal and professional development. You know, when the leadership team, when the leadership team of any organization creates the environment, and here's the the operative word, creates, because it doesn't just happen on its own. As leaders, as executive leaders, we have to create our environments. We have to be very intentional with creating our environments. And so when we do that though, and we, we create an environment where, where people can express their, their, um, their strengths, when they can express themselves in the fullness of who they are and really contribute to the greater mission of the organization. And, 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 and even as I'm thinking about that, not only contributing to the greater, uh, you know, mission of the organization, but given opportunities to learn and grow and and move into um, things that they've never done before, man, there are a myriad of benefits that that come to that kind of an organization. You know, there's a study by uh, Dr. Kim Cameron, a PhD from the University of Michigan, and, and it adds a lot of credibility and really empirical evidence to this whole concept of, of the heliotropic effect and, and really leveraging it for an organization to grow. So Dr. Cameron's research, uh, it explores the impact of positive leadership and positive organizational practices on employee engagement and employee performance. And according to his study, the organizations that prioritize positive practices, they experience higher levels of employee engagement, higher levels of productivity, and higher levels of really overall well-being. And so you gotta ask yourself, what are some of those positive practices? Well, they include things like fostering positive relationships, um, emphasizing strengths over deficits, encouraging employees to be autonomous and to work autonomously, um, creating a supportive work environment. All of those things align then with the principles of the heliotropic effect, 
where really individuals are, are drawn towards this positivity and this growth environment. So if you're an organization and, and you're wondering, you know, what can I do to take advantage of this? If you have a, if you're a leader of a team and you're asking yourself, well, what do I, how do I take advantage of this heliotropic effect, David? Well, foster, foster positive relationships, create environments where people can actually talk and, and have great conversations and, and lift each other up, cheer each other on, um, begin emphasizing strengths over deficits or weaknesses as they're called. Um, encourage your employees to be autonomous, encourage them to go think for themselves, um, create the environment that's, that's really supportive. And that's going to you know, take advantage of this research that Dr. Cameron did. And, and, you know, his, his research also emphasizes, um, the, the importance of positive leadership when we, we cultivate this thing that we're calling the, you know, the heliotropic effect, um, leaders who display positive behaviors like, uh, expressing gratitude and providing both motivational and developmental feedback, um, they, they pro, pro, promoting a, a sense of purpose, uh, creating that environment that in, it encourages employees to thrive. Those positive leaders, they inspire their teams and they empower their teams and they lead them towards the individual and collective growth of the team. So Dr. Cameron's research also highlights um, the significance of positive relationships within organizations. And I think this is really important to, to take note of. Um, when, when colleagues and team members have strong positive relationships, they're going to be more likely to collaborate. They're going to be more likely to support each other. And, and they're also going to be more likely to, to share information. And, and, and we all know that by sharing information and sharing knowledge across an organization, it's going to make the, the, the organization better because when we all have shared knowledge, we can, we can contribute in a way that is um, more than if we don't have the information. And so these interpersonal connections foster this sense of, of belonging and, and really create a climate that's, that's con conducive to, uh, to, to, to growth and innovation. So when we adopt strategies that enhance employee engagement and, 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 and help with employee well-being and develop relationships, positive relationships, organizations will create this, this virtuous cycle where the, the, the individuals on their team are naturally drawn to growth and they're naturally drawn to, to growth opportunities. And I, I've got to just insert here that I know for a lot of leaders, for some leaders, uh, let me rephrase that, to some leaders, um, this can seem a bit counterintuitive and, and maybe even counter to what you've been taught and maybe counter to what you've led to, be, to believe your, your whole career. And honestly, if that's you, uh, first of all, I appreciate you hanging in there um, because I know that sometimes when we listen to or we hear an idea, a thought, um, a concept that's foreign to us, it's easy to shut it off. And it, there's a lot of that going on in our environment today. So thanks for, for hanging in there. One of the things that um, really this whole uh, idea brings to mind is that um, there's been a lot of change 
happening in our world, in the business world. And one of the things that this brings to mind, honestly, for me is that there is uh, so much change in this world. There is you know, so much that is different than when, say, I grew up. I mean, even in my lifetime, um, there has been so much change in how we do business. I mean, <laughs> I was just talking about this the other day. You know, when I started out in business, um, you know, my closet had all collared shirts. They were mostly white ones, uh, occasionally a blue one. And I did like to rock a pink one every now and again as well. Um, and I had, I had a, a, a boatload of ties. Um, but all of my shirts were, were, were um, pressed and, and starched. And I wore a tie every day to work, every day to the office, including on Fridays. And, and now I, I live in t-shirts and, 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 um, you know, polos like I, like I have on right now, uh, and, and jeans, sometimes shorts. Um, and I, I do that every day. Um, and, and if I was going to go into an office, most of my clients, if not all of my clients, uh, I know that if I, if I rocked up with a, with a tie, they'd ask me, you know, who died. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I honestly can't remember the last time that I wore a tie. I recognize that this is a, a superficial example. There are a lot more examples, you know, from, from Zoom rooms and, 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 and Zoom meetings or Teams meetings, um, Teams meetings with colleagues that are across the planet. Um, that's really cool too. That's changed so much. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, in, in, in business we could be on a, uh, a a team meeting or a Zoom meeting with colleagues across time zones. Uh, I, I remember uh, a workshop I was on not long ago where I was uh, with some people from New Zealand. Uh, there were people from um, the UK in Europe and, and then also here in the United States through many time zones. And so that whole thing has changed the dynamic of business altogether, let alone artificial intelligence. So, you know, we're, we're only scratching the surface of artificial intelligence. So, you know, so much has changed. And because of that, we've had to learn to adapt. We've had to learn to really alter the way we think and alter the way we do things. And that's hard for us as humans. We like things to be the, the same. We like things to not change. However, the, every, the only thing constant in life really is change, right? Um, you know, the other thing I think that has changed so much, and this is a really important one, especially if you're um, someone in, in my generation, uh, I'm, I'm part of the baby boomer generation, so I'm kind of at the tail end of the baby boomers, and I honestly almost see myself as a, as a Gen Xer, um, someone who likes to bridge the gaps, honestly, between the generations because, um, I, because I am a younger baby boomer. Um, I've, I've grown up in era in an era of, uh, of technology and I've adapted to that technology and I, I, I love tech technology. Um, but, um, that, that multi-generational aspect of leaders in business today is really important to to be mindful of. Uh, we have to have an open mind to recognize that other leaders from other generations have grown up in a world 
so much different than than ours. I mean, if you are a part of my my generation, the baby boomer generation, you you grew up with a telephone that had a little squiggly, you know, pigtail on it that was tied to a location that you you picked up to answer. Um, and, and if you're part of the Gen Z or, uh, uh, generation, then you've never even probably picked up one of those phones. <laughs> you probably don't even know what it looks like, except in a picture, maybe if you Google it, there's probably a lot of Gen Zs are going out and Googling, what does an old telephone look like? <laughs> and, and, and the things in our pockets, our, our, our phones, our, our, our smartphones, they, they have more power in our back pocket than the the mainframes that we used to see in in organizations that um, that ran entire companies. I mean, our phones are so much more powerful, and so we have to recognize that those things influence us. And so, having an open mind about the 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 multiple generations in in the workforce today is is something that will. Uh, benefit every leader. And, and if we want our, our organizations and, and our teams to thrive, we've got to be able to, to look at those differences, make sure we embrace those differences, see what we can learn from each other, see what we can learn from each generation in the workforce. And, and, and when we do that, that's going to help increase our engagement. And, and engagement is such an important aspect of leadership and and company growth because without engagement we don't have people's full selves at present in 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 our workforce and and that's a huge cost it's a huge cost to us if we don't have fully engaged employees and it's a it's a big issue right now in in our workforce not only that but reducing turnover is a huge aspect and a huge cost to organizations and, and I know that any of you who have, you know, budgetary oversight, you know the cost of, turno- of turnover and turning you know, employees over. You hire them and it, there's a certain cost to that and a, a certain cost to the organization to train them. And if they leave, man, that's a, that's a huge, huge loss. And so it takes us doing new things and it takes us doing different things. And, you know, Last last episode, I talked about navigating change and the the five traits and abilities that leaders need, and they need to really adapt and adopt um, in order to navigate change. And those those five traits can also be used for creating the heliotropic effect within your organization or within your team as well. And if you haven't listened to it, that's okay. Uh, I'm going to give you those five things right now, but go back and listen to it because um, there are some aspects that I expanded on on, in, on on these traits that I think are really important. But things like visionary thinking, um, actually having time to think and thinking about the future and being a visionary of your organization, taking risks, you know, having a, an environment that's conducive to taking risks is is incredibly important for um, the cultivating this this heliotropic effect, this this environment where people want to grow and thrive, um, and then adaptability, um, being being willing to be flexible and to adapt to the new things that are that are coming our way, strategic thinking, thinking about you know what's the next couple of steps ahead that we need to be thinking about, that kind of thinking will help us to develop 
our, our people, to, to, to develop the, the leaders within our organization and also help us to, to uh, keep moving into the future that sometimes is, is really um, unknown. And then the final thing is resilience, that that ability to bounce back from setbacks um, is so important because there are going to be setbacks. There are going to be setbacks along the way, and, and all of us are going to have them. So being resilient and having the ability to, to bounce back and to overcome challenges is, is super important, not only um, for, for, for leaders adapting to change, but also creating this environment, this, this heliotropic effect uh, environment. And all of these these elements um, give you the 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 groundwork, the tools to create this environment that's it's really life sustaining and life giving. And I I just want to encourage you um, to to think about the these elements. But I I, I do want to pause for a second because I'm sure there's somebody listening right now that is is thinking. Um, yeah, David, but what about the results? You know, I love all of this, you know, positive thinking and this, this positive psychology. Um, but, but what about performance? And, and I honestly think that um, that's one of the elements of, of, of high performing organizations that, that gets missed sometimes, but it, 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 it's important. I mean, having a, a high performing organization means that you are focused on results and, um, focusing on those results, it means um, investing in your people and it means investing in their growth and giving them opportunities to, to grow. And, you know, frankly, this can be achieved in a lot of different ways. And, and I'm sure that even when I say investing in their growth, you're probably thinking about things like, you know, training uh, programs or, or mentorship opportunities or continuing education but let me challenge you to think maybe just a little bit differently. If, if, if you could reframe that and maybe even think in a way that is something that you haven't done in the past. I mean, think in terms of uh, creating workshops that, uh, that co-create uh, answers, that co-create solutions to problems. You know, take advantage of of the advances in how people learn and and how people grow in in learning environments. I mean, it's really important um, to put people together so that they can crowdsource um, solutions to to the challenges that we have. I mean, just participating in mastermind groups alone. I mean, that kind of a method of of learning and 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 gaining awareness is so important. Um, just learn to break the status quo. Don't do you know a, a training program just because it's the way you've always done it. Um, and honestly, if you're looking for something that that breaks the mold. Um, reach out to me. Uh, we've got innovative workshops that um, are, are being used quite literally with, with organizations all around the world. And um, we'd love nothing more than to um, help you do the exact same thing in, in, in your environment and, and create a, a break of the status quo. But when you, when you provide those kinds of resources and you provide the, that kind of support for your people, um, you're really empowering your team to reach for more of their potential and, and really reach for more of their full potential because it allows them to, um, to, really, to really stretch and grow. 
You know, the other um, aspect I, I just I, I touched on it for just a moment that I want to really come back to for a second is just mentorship programs. Um, those kinds of programs where you pair someone up with with more experience, um, those those relationships and and that kind of uh, a growth environment is is helpful on both ends. You you know I talked about the the multiple generations in the workforce. Well, mentorship works both ways. Um, you know someone who is more experienced can mentor someone who's less experienced. But the person who's less experienced can also that mentor that person who's more experienced in other ways. Maybe technology, for example. I mean, there are a lot of people who who don't like technology. Maybe they're challenged by technology. The younger generation is really good at technology because that's the, that's the world that they grew up in. So, you know, offer ways to, to pair people together where they can offer insights and, and, and expand, you know, people's horizons and, and, and maybe even, you know, expand networks as well. That's a, that's the beauty and benefit of, of mentorship. So when you facilitate um, an environment of, of continuous learning and, and continuous growth, um, you're not only going to just enhance your, your workforce's skills, but you're also going to create that environment that, that really fosters growth and, and values that, 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 that professional growth. And, and as I said earlier, if you're looking for any of, of these kinds of opportunities, please reach out to us here at Impact Leadership because um, we've got some cutting edge workshops. We've got some um, leadership inner circles that, that quite possibly could, could be a good fit. Um, one last thing I'd really like to recommend here in order to, to foster this growth environment um, within your organization or within your team um, is... Uh, just a, a, a twist on a, a tool that's been used in a lot of different places. You've probably used it yourself if you've been in, in the work environment any length of time. Um, it's called a SWOT analysis. So strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. SWOT, S-W-O-T. And generally, it's used in some kind of like a brainstorming um, session where you're, you're faced with a situation, you're faced with a challenge. And honestly, it's been around a long time. But one of the drawbacks to that, that, that tool is that it looks at where the organization is. Where are we currently? And what I would like to offer to you and, and, and offer to you to, in order to create maybe a more forward-looking view, um, maybe a more growth and strengths-based approach, is a tool called SOAR, S-O-A-R. So that model um, is generally used like when you're thinking about strategic planning, and it stands for strengths, opportunities, aspirations, and results. So kind of going back to the idea that results do matter, we have to, we have to focus on results. This is part of this, this tool and part of um, this way of, of thinking about opportunities. And by virtue of, of looking ahead and, and looking at opportunities and aspirations, where the organization wants to go rather than where it currently is, you're going to create an environment where, where people look for positive things and they, they're going to look for strength-based areas for growth. So um, I, I just, I, I, want to, I want to offer this as another tool to be able to look at things differently. Now, don't misunderstand all of the positive psychology approach because it doesn't mean that we, we don't care about results, as I said earlier. 
the the results of the firm, the results of of people's performances, um, it, it does matter. Accountability does matter. Um, it, it's it's on you know as I said earlier, it's built into this particular tool. But when people are in a supportive environment, and when they're in an environment that uses their strengths so that the organization can achieve the mission. Um, you're going to have more people that are engaged. You're going to have more people who actually care about the result. And then they're going to be motivated to achieve results. And they're going to be willing to go that extra mile to make those things happen. And when you have that kind of environment, when you have fully engaged people, when you have a safe space for engaging in healthy conflict and, and pursuing truth, one that, that, that celebrates achievement and it identifies and engages the strengths of the team, man, that that creates collaboration and it provides um, both motivation uh, across the entire organization. And so that kind of environment, that's like the sun and everyone grows towards it. Everyone grows in it. And as I've said, a lot of times when your people grow, your company will grow. And so let's let's create some heliotropic effect this week. Let's create environments where we can grow, where where we can help people to reach their full potential. All right, we'll, we're going to leave it there for now. Um, this is the end of season two, and I, I really appreciate you joining me for another great season of, of podcast episodes. And, and before I take off for just a little bit of a hiatus and, and also my sabbatical that's, that's upcoming in July, I just want to say that I'm deeply grateful for you. I'm, I'm really grateful that you, you listen in. Um, you give me an opportunity to, to teach, to share, to share some people um, through my relationships and my network um, that might offer value to you. Um, your growth is really why I do the podcast. I mean, I, I really do mean that. I'm deeply grateful to all of the guests that we've had here on the show, um, both this season and last. Um, and, and most importantly, this podcast would not happen and could not happen without the mighty team here at Impact Leadership Consulting. So thank you, team. Um, you know who you are. You you contribute to the growth of, of thousands of leaders all over the world. And so your work matters. So thank you. Thank you for doing what you do and, and keeping this podcast going, keeping me on track as well. All right. So last thing I'll ask for you uh, before we before we go today, um, please go out. I, I say this every time I, I end the podcast, go out and rate it. Go rate the podcast. Uh, give us a quick review. Um, let us know, um, you know, any kind of feedback that you that you have. I'd love to know it. So if you have ideas, uh, advice for for future episodes, um, please send me a note, David at davidmcglennon.com. All right. Until we meet again in season three, stay in your growth space and be well.